22 and verse number 35. David is singing a psalm of thanksgiving. He's talking and bragging on God, delivering him time and time again. And he gets to say, amen. And he gets to verse 35, and notice what he said in verse 35. He teacheth my hands to war, so that a bow of steel is broken by mine arms. Father, we pray today that you'd help us to preach what you've laid upon our heart. Help us to be a blessing. Help us to be an encouragement. Father, we love you. We know we need you. And Father, we just want to say thank you for all that you are. Help us, Lord, to be a good soldier. Lord, we'll thank you for all that you do in Jesus' name. We thank you and pray and give you the glory for soul saved, life change. You be exalted and praised. God, we know, God, that we stand where no man can help us but you. So help us, give us unction power to preach not with excellency of speech and tithes and words of man's wisdom, but in power and demonstration of the Spirit of God. You said, Lord, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Lord, we invite, we invoke, we pray, we plead that the Spirit of God would have its way. God, that your will be done, that our hearts will be centered on truth tonight. Get our minds from, keep our minds from being distracted. Keep our hearts, I pray, from being depressed. And Lord, may we get the, the truth that we need to be delivered tonight. We'll give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. If the Lord would help me tonight, I want to preach on the, the God who makes a soldier. The God who makes a soldier. And the Bible says in 2 Timothy in chapter number 2 and verse number 3, the New Testament accompaniment to this verse, Thou therefore, Paul writing to that young pastor, he said, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. How can we as the saints of God endure hardness as a good soldier? Anybody can soldier on when the sun's out. Anybody can soldier on when they've been shouted and encouraged. But how can we be a good soldier when hardness comes our way? Uh, the Bible says the same exact words as our text verse in Psalm 18 in verse number 34. He said, he teacheth my hands to war so that a bow of steel is broken by mine arms. The same exact verse that's in 2 Samuel 22 and verse 35, as if to say we need to pay attention to what the Lord said. He said, the psalmist said, He teacheth my hands to war, so that a bow of steel is broken by mine arms. By mine arms. Has anybody ever seen that verse? I've seen it. I've read it, but it never stuck out to me till this morning. It never jumped off the page till today. I'm searching the scripture saying, Lord, let me just give a little devotional. We're going to go over and fellowship, going to gather around Brother Seth, have each veteran say a few encouraging words. And the Lord brought my mind, brought my heart to this verse right here. The God that makes a good soldier. Now the church house ought to be a barracks where the soldiers and the saints of God are schooled 
we're, amen, uh, they're trained and we go out and face the enemy. This is a barracks. We're in a, we're on a, this ship of Zion. It's not a love boat. It ain't a tugboat. I'll tell you what it is. It's a war boat. It's a warship. And we're in a battle. So how? Paul reminds us, put on the whole armor of God. He tells us there's an armor that we have to put on. We put on the armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the sword of spirit, the shield of faith, have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Having, having done everything, stand therefore, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. God knows that we as saints, we who are, are being students of the word of God, we're called to be soldiers. David said about the Lord, he teacheth my hands to war so that a bow of steel is broken by my arms. I want you to notice, number one, there's a dangerous object. The Bible says there is a bow. The enemy has a bow. It's hard for us to think in those days when David was warring, when slings were being used and rocks were being thrown. But if you read that, you read the Bible, it talks about catapults being made. But here's, here's what David said. There is a dangerous object in the enemy's hand. It is a bow of steel. It's hard for us to think. That's before Philadelphia had the first steel mill. That's, but, it, but back then, Brother Scott, even then, they had steel bows, the dangerous object in our text. Now, you've got to think David has, knows what it means to be weak. David has been a weak man facing a strong man. He has been a young man facing an older man. Remember Goliath? He has been a weak man facing a strong man. He has been a shepherd facing a champion. He has been a man, a, a, a small man facing a larger man. And if anybody knows what it means to, for the Lord to make you a soldier, it's David. David has been weaker than the weapons that were formed against him. He has been outnumbered. He's been outmaneuvered. He's been outgunned. And yet time after time, the children of Israel sing, Saul's killed his thousand, but David has killed tens of thousands. How is a shepherd boy going to be used to defeat the champion of the enemy? How is a weak boy, a tender boy, a young boy going to face a strong warrior who's been fighting since he was a youth? But the Bible says, David says, he said, it's the Lord who teacheth me. He teacheth my hands to war. You know what that tells me, Brother Scott? I'm just trying to keep it a short devotional thought tonight. You know what that tells me, Brother Scott? 
when you're outnumbered by the enemy, when you're outmaneuvered by the enemy, when you're outmanned by the enemy, when every weapon that the enemy throws at you is bigger. I am glad, thank God, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 is in the Bible. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who, amen, will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that she may be able to bear. You know what David showed us? It don't matter how many the enemy is. It don't matter how strong the enemy is. Thank God the Lord of heaven, the man of war, hath taught our hands to war. We might not be the biggest man. We might not be the biggest number. We might not have the mightiest weapons. But thank God there's a God in heaven. He's the general who knows how to make a soldier. He's, he is the God who formed man when he was in woman's belly and can take a shepherd and take a stone and knock a giant down. I'm going to say hallelujah. He, there's a dangerous object in the text. But I want you to notice there's a design order in the text. Here's what the Bible says. He teacheth my hands to war. In other words, he trains me. He builds me. He, amen. He teaches me warfare. He, he trains me in the altar. He trains me in his word. He, he schools me in the sword and helps me to be able to know a, a soldier is only as good as the, knowing the weapon that he's got in his hand. That's why you got to know how to take the thing apart blindfolded. That's why you got to know how to clean it. That's why you got to be familiar with all the enemy's weapons because if you're out there in the heat of the battle, you got to know how to pick up anything that, hey man, who, who, who does that well there's trainers that do that and drill sergeants do that instructors that do that but there's a general there's a training in seal there's a God in heaven and David said he teacheth my hands to war you say preacher I'm no fit for the fight well according to the Bible there's a God that'll make a soldier out of you if he saved your soul washed you in his blood David said he teacheth me to war now I like this over time, over patience, David's hands were trained to war. He was, he was the youngest, a ruddy feller. They didn't even consider him. When, when Samuel went over to his father Jesse's house and all the sons passed before him to see which one was going to be anointed as king, Jesse didn't even consider David who was out tending the sheep. Samuel had to prod him and said, don't you have another son? Amen. And when he came on the scene, hey man, hey man, I just imagine Jesse, I imagine what's going through Samuel's mind. Surely not that boy, that young boy, that ruddy boy. And, and God said, hey, man looks on the outside, but God looketh on the heart. God knew that boy was going to be a mighty soldier. He wasn't there yet, but he's going to be one. He's already whooped a lion. He's already whooped a bear. Nobody knew that, but God, God was teaching him when he was shepherding children how to be a man of war. He said, he teacheth my hands to war. Notice this that the Bible said. Here's what it says. 
He teacheth. That's an ETH. That's a perpetual thing. In other words, he hasn't just taught me. He hasn't just trained me. He continuously trains me. If you think in here there's nothing else for you to learn, you're backslid as a billy goat. You don't know it all. I don't care how long you've been studying the Bible. I don't care how long you've been preaching. I don't care how long you've been teaching. Hey, man, you don't know everything. And the man or the woman that thinks they know everything, they need to get right with God. Say amen. He teacheth me. Here's what David said. I'm still learning. I, hey man, he's brought down giants. He's out He's been outmaneuvered but still come out on top. He's been outnumbered, still come out on top. And you know what he said? With all the tens of thousands, with all the multitudes of people he's killed and the, and the, and the armies he's defeated through the help of God, he said he he teacheth me. In other words, he said, I still got something to learn. I say amen right there. See, there's a lot of people th think they ain't got nothing to learn. They, done, they know it all. Amen. They know so much you can't teach them nothing. The only, one, the only way you be can become a skillful warrior, the only way you have to be trained, you got to be put into situations. See, God trains through patterns he gives for us to follow. I think that's why he gives, he gives the, the good things about people in the Bible and the bad things about people in the Bible. Because we get real high and mighty because we got a little thing, we got a few areas situated and got our eyes dotted and T's crossed and we got a whole lot of mess in the closet that don't nobody know about. Amen. So the Lord says, I'm just going to go ahead and put the good, the bad, and the ugly in here and let you know that I can use a murderer like Moses. I can use a drunk like Noah. Somebody ought to say amen right there. I can use a harlot like Rahab. Somebody help me up in here. I can use an adulterer like David because everybody in this building has got secret mess and God said, I can still train you. Would y'all say amen? See, God trains through patterns he gives us to follow. Look at them, look at the faithful over there in Hebrews chapter number 11. We're surrounded with a great cloud of witnesses. There's a crowd there that you'd think wouldn't even be mentioned. Samson is in that crowd. I mean, don't y'all remember Samson? He kept laying his head in the lap of Delilah. He shook one time, thought that God was on him and God wasn't on him no more. And yet God had him pinned down to be remembered. Here's what I'm saying. That God has given us patterns to follow in this Bible and none of them in this Bible are perfect. We can't find anything that is uh, imperfect or any bad marks in Joseph's life. Man, what a great pillar of the faith that is. We can find some issues with Job, but no matter what person you find in this Bible, find somebody, you raise up good heroes of the faith, even in our day, God gives us a pattern of, you say, preacher, everybody's got faults. Well, here's one that ain't got faults. According to 2 Peter, we're to follow his steps. Somebody ought to say amen. When he was reviled, reviled not again. When he was suffered, he threatened. And when he was threatened and suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself unto him that judges righteously by whose stripes you're filled. You're, yeah, yeah, amen, you're healed. So we are to follow his steps. That's what Peter said, amen. So he gives us a pattern to follow. God trains us through patterns to follow. We're able to watch other people how they fight. He teaches us the art of spiritual warfare. God trains us through practice and preparation. Training is a central part of any soldier. 
any soldier, whether in the Air Force, Army, Navy, would y'all veterans agree? And now you, we get so tired of training, doing the same thing all the time. Man, I used to get so sick being down there in Fort Stewart, Georgia, and having mosquitoes big as helicopters. I mean, my goodness, it was terrible down there. How hot, felt like you couldn't get your breath. It's so hot at nighttime. Man, we went out there and trained. We go, we come back in, rest about five days, go back out for two more weeks training. But when it hit the fan and Desert Storm and Desert Shield come, I'll guarantee you everybody was shouting the victory that they'd been trained. And are y'all listening to this preacher? I'm telling you, I know without what I'm talking about. And listen, God knows we are in a fight in 2023 for the souls of men and for the lives and marriages like we've heard testifying today. God help us to realize the devil don't let up one minute. We are fighting, amen, not against flesh and blood. We, we, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to pulling down a stronghold, bringing into captivity every thought and the obedience of Christ. God wants every thought and imagination of our heart to line up with his word. And when it don't, we're to cast it down. Y'all know I'm right, I know. The key is we got to have the patience for the process that God puts us into training. We don't like patience. We don't like process. We, we, we just want to know everything like everybody else. We want everything like everybody else has. But God help us to have a teachable heart. God to help us to receive instruction when we come to the house of God. Amen. I get to thinking sometimes, I preached a message one time on the stones that David used. He did say we were little rocks, and he's the, he, I'm glad he's the big rock. But you think how long that stone had to lay in that stream so it could get smooth. Are y'all listening to me? How long it had to lay in that stream for all the dirt to get out of it? And it was only used one time, and the time of service was very brief, but boy, it sure did bring down a big old giant. Can anybody say amen? All the preparation and the practice that went on to make that stone what it was so the king could reach down in there in that stream and put it in a sling and send it against the enemy. And that's the way every one of us are. Sometimes we wonder when is God going to use us. I mean, God's got to knock some rough edges off your life. He's got to clean some mud out of your life. He's got to get you ready. And your service may be short compared to your preparation. But if you'll just mind God, the king will put his hand on you. He'll put you in a satchel, put you in a sling, and you'll do something for the glory of God. Somebody ought to say amen. He, he trains us through patterns to follow and practice and preparation. He trains us through experiences or pressures that he puts us in. We need to be reminded sometimes. All this stuff that you're going through, all the trials and troubles that, that we go through, God's using it to prepare us. He said, he teacheth, amen, he teacheth my hands to war. There's a design, there's a designed order in our text. See, God, I, I noticed this today. This might not be nothing to y'all, but I like this. God, so that's he, the he is God. He is doing the teaching. So he's the three in one God. Would y'all agree with me? So there's three in one right there in that he. Teacheth my hands the war set that so that a bow of steel, that bow represents the enemy's instrument or the enemy. Would y'all agree with that? Steel, steel is not just made up of iron, it's made up of some other alloy, amen, that makes it what it is. So you could say that's a two-in-one. 
Well, a three-in-one is going to beat a two-in-one, especially when it's God. But then you get down there to text, David's talking about himself. So that's the three-in-one working with one. Hey, man, look at there. We done got the devil outnumbered two to one. God have mercy. I'm telling you, God is taking care of us. Our adversary has bows and arrows. According to the Ephesians chapter number six, it says we have the shield of faith to quench the fiery darts of the devil. The enemy's always going to shoot arrows. He's always going to use his bow against us. But God gave us the shield of faith. David said, he teacheth my hands to war. I say amen. There is a, there's a designed order. There's a dangerous object. But I want you to notice this right here. Just quickly. There's a divine observation. He said so, if we look at this text, he said, David said, I was going to, God showed me something. He said, he teacheth my hands to war so that a bow of steel is broken by mine arms. Now, I don't know what y'all think about that, but just pause for a minute and think. Fleshly arms broke steel bow. That's, that's unbelievable. That's impossible for fleshly arms to break steel bow. But God specializes for what's impossible with man is possible with God. Y'all might as well say amen. All the pressures, all the practice, all the patterns he's put before you in your life, he's training you, he's teaching you, he's helping you to learn to use your hands in a spiritual warfare. To hold this scripture, hold this sword, to get on your knees, to grab this Bible, to pray, to hand out tracts, to work, to amen, to use your hands for the glory of God. I think about every time when I think about hands and feet and mouth, I think about Lazarus. Lazarus up from the dead is like most Christians. They still bound up. They need to get loose because Lazarus was able to come out of that grave. Now y'all can figure out how he came out. I feel like he had one of them Gatlinburg little escalators. You stood on it, it just brought him out. Hey man, maybe he done the shuffle. I don't know, but I know this. Jesus said, loose it. His feet were still not able to move. His hands weren't able to move. His mouth wasn't able to speak. Jesus didn't, didn't bind him up. Man bound him up. And Jesus said, y'all put the bindings on him. Y'all need to quit letting people bind you up. Why don't you say, Lord, hey man, I need you to speak a word of deliverance and let my mouth be used for you, my hands to be used for you, my feet to be used for you. I say, amen. Oh, yes, hallelujah. Thank God for the divine observation. This is supernatural. This is, hey, this is extraordinary. This is the impossible. Flesh has, according to the Bible, he says, so that a bow of steel is broken by mine arms. Man, what a divine observation. He teacheth my hands to war. That's what he says in our text. That's what he says in Psalms 18. But there's one more time in your King James Bible that that same phrase is used. It's found in Psalm 144, 144 and verse number one. I like this text. Y'all ought, ought to turn over there with me. Look at Psalms. Turn your Bible over to Psalms and verse and 144. And look with me in this verse. Psalm 144 and verse number one. Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teacheth my hands to war. Isn't that what he said in Psalms? 
Isn't that what he said in 2 Samuel? But watch what he says. In my fingers to fight. Now in, in our text he says, teacheth my hands to war that my arms may break a bowl still. Said it in Psalms, said it in 2 Samuel. But in, in, in Psalm 144, he says fingers. That's the opposite direction. You got hands, hands, and arms. But he also works in the other direction. He works in the fingers. In both directions, it don't matter. Hey, man, what's your face? In both directions, God's going to teach you to fight. Hey, I say amen. Oh, yes, God works in both directions. He gives you everything you need to fight every battle that you'll ever have to fight. Here we see God does the impossible. God does the unimaginable. Hey, man, what's impossible with man is, is possible with God. What's that tell me? Here's a weapon of steel that man has formed, the enemy the adversary has, and he's going to shoot arrows at me. But David said, he teacheth my hands to war. He said, my fingers are ready to fight and my arms are so strong not my strength God gives me a supernatural strength so that I can break a bow of steel you know what he's telling us he's reminding us what he's going to tell Isaiah in 54 and 17 no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and the righteousness is of me saith the Lord I wish some people that that bad mouth or pastor would get a hold of that text. Somebody ought to say amen there. He said, hey amen. I wish some people that bad mouth the church members would get a hold of that text right there. Amen. You know what he's reminding us? David said, I might have been weak, but God gave me strength. I might have been small, but God helped me to fight the big ones. I might have been weak, but God helped me to face the strong. I might have been low in number. I was, eight, I was able to face them that outnumbered me. And here's how it happened. God told me. He let me have pressures of experience. He let me follow patterns that I saw in front of me. Amen. And he let me practice and be prepared. He trained me through every situation that I was in. I didn't realize when I felt like the world was against me that God was preparing me. He was teaching me. And he's still teaching me. Amen. I know. He said, I got a divine observation. Without a shadow of a doubt, I'm reminded that it doesn't matter. His strength is greater than any weapon. His strength is greater than any warfare and his strength is greater than any wickedness that any of us in this building is ever going to have to face. I know you know this, but he, Psalm 144 reminds us he is my God. And verse number two, he reminds us he's my goodness. And verse number three, he reminds us he's my grace and my guidance. And verse five through seven, he's my guard. Hey man, and he's my gladness. You say, preacher, what can I what can I learn from this tonight? I can learn from this tonight that no matter what, God's gonna make a way of escape. No matter what weapon, nothing is too strong that it'll ever prosper against us. No matter where we're at, God is teaching us, Amen, to be the warrior, the soldier that God wants us to be. So here's what we gotta do: we gotta study, we gotta be, we gotta pray, we gotta quiet ourselves. Hear the daily battle plan that God's given us. Y'all, I don't know if y'all picked up on that second or the last song that says something. That song's about soul winning. 
that song is, is about telling others, giving others what God's gave you. It's giving out light and giving out truth that God's put in you. God help us not just try to hang around the things of God and not share it with nobody. That's, that, that's what that song's about. It's about sharing with others what God shared with you. It's about spreading the gospel. It's about being a witness. Amen. I know we're in enemy territory and I know it seems like the enemy's outnumbers and I understand at times it feels like their weapons are much mightier than, than what we have in our grasp but can I just remind you we have a man of war, our God, our Savior. He's a mighty God and he's the one that does the teaching and he will continue to do the training and the teaching. He's going to show us how to fight the spiritual battle. We are fighting every single day a spiritual warfare for the homes, for the survival of the church, survival of individuals for the safety of our children for the salvation of this crazy country we're in and if we don't fight the fight, who's going to fight? If not us who? Let's all stand heads bowed and eyes Father we love you today Lord I just want to mind you and I'll pray God that you'll take this little small truth speak it to our heart, thank you Lord for showing us the dangerous object Thank you, Lord, showing us the divine process. Thank you, Lord, for showing us that divine observation. Lord, we know without a shadow of a doubt there's some things we can learn. No matter what direction the enemy comes, whether we're going to have to use our arms to break the bow of steel, use our fingers to do hand-to-hand combat fighting, I know you'll teach us. Help us to get on our knees and get the daily battle plan. Help us every morning when we wake up to report into headquarters and get the battle plan every single day. Don't let us wake up one day and think we don't have to pick up the sword. We don't have to get on our knees. We don't have to fight the fight today. Oh, no, no weapon formed against us will prosper. Nothing, no tongue that's going to wag against us is going to be up. God's going to shut that tongue. You're going to destroy that weapon. And when they seem like they outnumber us, outmaneuver us, 